Money is a lot like a mirror for our character. It reflects back to us what is really there. If you like what you see in the mirror, or you don't, it's not because of the mirror, it's because of your own heart. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here. We're following God as we meditate on His Word and then respond to Him in prayer. If you're new to First 15, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to keep growing your faith. In Season 4, we're reading and praying through a few New Testament letters. We're listening to the letter of James and learning to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. In our last episode, we heard how the impulse to get angry is a heart condition that arises from our unfulfilled desires to get what we think we deserve but we don't have. James extends that point in today's reading as we look deeper into our attitude toward the stuff of life. The intent of our podcast is much like James's letter, to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. In my experience, when we listen to some parts of Scripture, we sometimes get uncomfortable or sensitive about what's being said. There's a tendency to either defend ourselves and our actions or to dismiss the teaching as not really applying to us. Today's reading might raise that kind of reaction, so it's especially important to listen closely and also receptively to let God teach us from His Word and not to argue with it. I encourage you to listen closely to James 4, verse 11 through chapter 5, verse 7. Don't speak against one another, brothers. He who speaks against a brother and judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. Only one is the lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge another? Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, let's go into this city and spend a year there, trade and make a profit. Whereas you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. For what is your life? You are a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will both live and do this or that. But now you glory in your boasting. All such boasting is evil. To the one, therefore, who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to them it is sin. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming on you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a testimony against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up your treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you have kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of those who reap have entered into the ears of the Lord of armies. You have lived in luxury on the earth and taken your pleasure. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and you have murdered the righteous one. He doesn't resist you. That's a little tough to hear. James is concerned 
really about how we speak and especially how we speak to one another within the family of believers. In chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, he underlines how we speak against our brothers and sisters and therefore against the law. He told us to be careful about taking up the role of teacher in chapter 3. And now here in chapter 4, he just straight out tells us, don't be a judge. If you're judging others, you're not doing the word. Speaking against others is acting as a judge. And James is pointed, who are you to do that? This takes me back to Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 1 and 2, where Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. And he's talking about a principle that goes back to the Old Testament law, which reminds us, back in James chapter 2, James brought up the perfect law of freedom, and he references Leviticus 19, where it says, Love your neighbor as yourself. And we mentioned back in that episode on James 2 how there are other references to Leviticus 19 that James brings out, these explicit connections. Well, it happens here again at the end of chapter 4 and beginning of chapter 5. Leviticus 19.16 forbids slander and evil talk in the land, which James 4, 11 and 12 says, don't speak against your brother. Also, oppression and withholding wages from workers in the field is forbidden in Leviticus 19, verse 13, just as in James chapter 5, verse 4, he repeats basically the same thing. So, it reminds us that these are principles that go back to what was shared in the law of Moses and which Jesus himself took hold of and said, I have not come to abolish the law, I've come to fulfill it. And so there is a continuity, there's a connection here. And we cannot just ignore all of this. We can't just say, I'm going to pick and choose what I want of what Jesus taught or of what is in the Bible. We have to submit to his lordship. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. He's Lord of the law. He is Lord of our interpretation of Scripture as well. It's important that we pause and examine our heart at this point, especially so when it comes to laying out financial plans. We talked about this at the end of James 4 back in season 1 of First 15, and I'm not going to go back into that and repeat it here, but we discussed about laying out plans, having a good plan, and we went into some depth there. Well, the teaching that James takes us back to is seen pretty clearly in Matthew 5 through 7 in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The attitude of our heart is the source of our speaking, our planning, and action, and God wants us to give him our hearts first, and everything will flow from that. In chapter 5, James returns to the theme of riches, and he contrasts the rich and poor, much like he did in chapter 2. What he says is consistent with his earlier teaching, but it's applied in a slightly different way. If we step back and consider what he says at the end of chapter 4, in the beginning of chapter 5, he's really making a case 
for how we look on riches or the stuff of life, as I'm calling it. In fact, James has been talking about this multiple times and from different angles throughout this short letter. Our desire for riches, our treatment of the rich, of rich people, our planning for and our pursuit of riches, the trap of riches and the treatment of the poor, all of these come under James's teaching. And what he does, very simply, is take us back to Jesus's teaching about the heart. Do we need the stuff of life? Yeah, for sure. And God knows that we do. Can we ask God for the stuff we need? Sure. And we should ask with faith in God who gives generously. Does all that stuff give us the right to call the shots, to treat people the way they deserve, or the way we think they deserve to be treated? No. Don't judge, and don't become that guy. Don't become the rich oppressor that is talked about in the law that James also says, you can't act this way. Only God knows, and only God can judge. Pray with me now, please. God, you give us everything we need, and more than just our basic needs. You are generous and delight in giving gifts to your children. You also judge rightly, and you alone are in the place to judge. Forgive me, God, for speaking against others, for judging them in my heart or in my speaking. Forgive me for my boasts and forgetfulness of all the times that you have provided. Give me special concern for the poor and remove my pride that looks down on those with less than me. You are the source of life and you sustain life. I look to you for what I need. Thank you for hearing our prayers even when we don't deserve such a patient hearing. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Money and riches are challenging topics and issues that we struggle with. The choices of our heart are bound up in how we seek money, use it, and look on others who either have it or don't. So my question to you is, what is God teaching you about riches and what you need to do next? James told us earlier, before today's passage, that we must love our neighbor as ourself. When you combine that with today's reading, there's a very real choice that is to be made. Are you loving people and using money? Or are you loving money and using people? Let's use money and bring glory to God. Verse 15 is a ministry of wordofprayer.com. If you haven't found our Facebook page, we have regular encouragement and weekly events that we announce there. So check that out at Word of Prayer 15 and be sure to like the page. If you have a Twitter account and you'd like to receive regular but brief reminders based on First 15, follow me at Word of Prayer 15 on Twitter. You can find other resources on our webpage at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. And I would specifically mention again the Journey with Jesus, Volume 1, where we talk about 
the Sermon on the Mount, which we referenced in today's episode as well. Seek God's wisdom and keep growing in it, especially in the area of riches and money and how we treat people. Guard your heart as God talks to you and as you walk with Him today. Blessings.